to listen to this. Okay. So, um, I don't know how many of you were here when Nick taught, um, about, that's about two weeks ago, when he talked about his dad and about forgiveness. Anybody, he anybody here or listened to the podcast already? Okay, but so he um, talked about forgiveness. Um, he had a story about his dad who his mom's sisters and well she and her sisters weren't speaking they didn't have a good relationship and he as he was um, well they were they thought he was getting better he had this very um, strong feeling that he wanted them to get back together he wanted them to be um, back in a relationship with each other and as his dad um, when his dad died his mom asked him to phone um, her sisters and in the end they have started with a relationship and talking about forgiveness and that that is the one thing that we all need to do is forgiveness um, that night I asked a question about it because what we tend to do when we talk about things like forgiveness is we tend to think about our own lives and the people in our lives which is not wrong it because we are living our lives and we have the people in our lives that are there but um, this was a thing that stayed with me so Nick your teaching was effective it's still with me um, and I started thinking about what else um, is that all that we are talking about when we're talking about well not just forgiveness in the sense of accepting of loving of being open for relationship and then I started teaching um, Luke Acts to the third years and I came upon a story again we talked about it and I realized that when we talk about that's why it's love others the final frontier unfortunately we're not going to be talking about Star Trek I'm sorry <coughs> yes <laughs> wop, wop, wop. Um, it was all a ruse to get you here but the final frontier because I mean what does it mean in Star Trek it's about going beyond what you think is the limit um, that's what they do and in terms of loving others love others our hashtag love Jesus hashtag love others what does that mean what should it mean especially in the in terms of how Jesus thought about people and um, it comes from Luke Acts, actually. Um, as you know, Luke wrote Acts as well. So it would have been, in terms of correctness, it would have been good if they had Luke and then Acts after Luke, instead of having John. But Acts, Luke and Acts give us a very broader picture of what love others means. Um, and it starts, um, the text we're going to be reading is from Acts, Acts 10, if you want to have a look at it. Um, and then I'm going to be talking about it a little bit. Uh, it's about Peter and Cornelius, who is, the moment you hear Cornelius, you should think this is not a Jew. Um, this was most probably a Roman. There was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, who was a captain in the Roman regiment called the Italian regiment. He was a religious man. He and his whole family worshipped God. He also did much to help the Jewish poor people and was constantly praying to God. 
It was about three o'clock one afternoon when he had a vision, in which he clearly saw an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. He stared at the angel in fear and said, What is it, sir? The angel answered, God is pleased with your prayers and works of charity and is ready to answer you. And now send some men to Joppa for a certain man whose full name is Simon Peter. He is a guest in the home of a tanner of leather named Simon. That's why he said Simon Peter. You don't want the wrong Simon. Who lives by the sea. Then the angel went away and Cornelius called two of his house servants and a soldier, a religious man who was one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. The next day, as they were on their way and coming near Joppa, Peter went up on the roof of the house about noon in order to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. While the food was being prepared, he had a vision. So he's having these beautiful smells from downstairs and he's hungry, but he's trying to pray and be serious. He saw heaven opened and something coming down that looked like a large sheet being lowered by its four corners to the earth. In it were all kinds of animals, reptiles and wild birds. A voice said to him, get up Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, certainly not Lord, I have never eaten anything ritually unclean or defiled. The voice spoke to him again, do not consider anything unclean that God has declared clean. This happened three times, and then the thing was taken back up into heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of this vision, the men sent by Cornelius had learned where Simon's house was, and they were now standing in front of the gate. They called out and asked, Is there a guest here by the name of Simon Peter? Peter was still trying to understand what the vision meant. Maybe he was hungry and that's why he was confused. When the Spirit said, Listen, three men are here looking for you, so get ready and go down. And do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said to the men, I am the man you are looking for. Why have you come? Captain Cornelius sent us, they answered. He is a good man who worships God and is highly respected by all the Jewish people. An angel of God told him to invite you to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Peter invited the men in and persuaded them to spend the night there. The next day he got ready and went with them, and some of the believers from Joppa went along with him. The following day he arrived in Caesarea, where Cornelius was waiting for him, together with relatives and close friends that he had invited. As Peter was about to go in, Cornelius met him, fell at his feet, and bowed down before him. But Peter made him rise. Stand up, he said. I myself am only a man. Peter kept on talking to Cornelius as he went into the house, where he found many people gathered. He said to them, you, know, you yourselves know very well that a Jew is not allowed by his religion to visit or associate with Gentiles. But God has shown me that I must not consider any person richly unclean or defiled. And so when you sent for me, I came without any objection. I ask you then, why did you send for me? Cornelius said it was about this time three, day, three days ago that I was praying in my house at three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly a man dressed in shining clothes stood in front of me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayers and has taken notice of your works of charity. Send someone to Joppa for a man whose full name is Simon Peter. And so I sent for you at once and you have been good enough to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God waiting to hear anything that the Lord has instructed you to say. And then Peter goes on to talk about who the true God is and that Jesus Christ is the good news. And if they believe that, if they believe that Jesus of Naz Nazareth is the Messiah, 
then and they believe in him they they can become believers and they as he was telling them the story the story of Jesus interesting enough he was still telling them the story the Holy Spirit came down on all those who were listening to his message the Jewish believers who had come from Joppa with Peter were amazed that God had poured out his gift of the Holy Spirit on the Gentiles also and then Peter when he sees this says these people have received the Holy Spirit just as we also did can anyone then stop them from being baptized with water and then they are baptized why is this interesting why is this important um, we've talked a bit about how the Jewish religion worked and how important ritual cleanness purity was uh, why was it important because you could only come before God if you were clean if you were pure so it was really important to avoid anything that would make you unclean or impure because the moment that happens you cannot come before the countenance of God in prayer okay so this was the most important thing you had to be a good responsible Jew who did everything that you could to obey the law and remember Jesus was a Jew who um, spoke mostly to Jewish people um, in the Gospels and once or twice he did speak to people who were not Jews and he did say I want you guys to also be a part of of my new kingdom but it wasn't the norm Jesus mostly spoke to Jewish people but in Acts we see that that changes because the first believers the first believers that we hear of in Acts 8 is an Ethiopian eunuch who is not a man a eunuch is somebody whose bits have been chopped off they are not considered pure not at all and Philip is sent the Holy Spirit sends him and says go and wait beside the road and someone will come who you need to speak to and it's an Ethiopian eunuch who's uh, who is on his way home and Philip gets onto his buggy with him because he's he's reading from Isaiah and he doesn't understand the text and he talks to him and he baptizes him and that is the first convert who we hear about a eunuch who is not nowhere near pure and he's not a Jew not a real Jew and then we hear about Cornelius and I often think about Peter's visions and I think it's very easy for us now to kind of laugh at the idea almost um, especially as the way I tell the story because Peter is sitting on the roof and praying his almost like now his tummy is starting to grumble he, he was he was smelling food coming from downstairs you might be thinking about maybe you do big Sunday lunches maybe you're gonna go and eat at your family and they're gonna so you might also be thinking about that and as he's praying then the sheet appears with all of these animals on it and a voice tells him eat anything take whatever you want and eat it and Peter being the very smart the very smart man that he is says no no this is a test because they believe the Jews believe that God tests you this is a test 
and I'm not going to fail at this test even though it's noon and my tummy is grumbling so I'm going to say no why because there are unclean animals on the sheet as well so no God I'm I'm passing this test it's not going to happen keeps on praying a second time the same vision happens a third time the same vision happens and God tells him don't say something is unclean that I have declared clean so this needs to happen three times for Peter to start thinking maybe there's something more to this than just a test maybe God is trying to tell me something okay so we're grateful Peter is getting that but why is it so difficult for him to hear the message because if you eat unclean animals you are unclean and you cannot come before God so the voice is essentially telling him to become unclean it's okay to become unclean which was not what God a Jew would not have thought this is what God would tell me and just as he's starting to think okay maybe this is a message that I'm supposed to be getting a Roman centurion's soldier and servants come and say we need you to come to Caesarea because God spoke to our centurion God spoke to Cornelius this is huge why because Cornelius is a Roman soldier he is as far away from being pure being close to God as you can get and yet the spirit speaks to Cornelius a Roman soldier and tells him send someone to Joppa go and get Simon Peter because he's going to come and tell you what you need to know it's revolutionary guys that a Roman soldier hears the voice of God because what does that say that says the spirit is not only at work because remember Jews thought God and the spirit only works in us as a faith the Jewish faith you had to have certain things you had to be a Jew or at least a friend of the Jews in order for God to engage with you Acts comes and tells us no no a Roman soldier who was a diligent man who prayed he hears the voice of God and they arrive as Peter starts thinking maybe this is a message dok 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 knock on the door and they say we need you to come with us luckily well not luckily God made that happen um, he had to have he had to have it happen three times for Peter to get the message but so Peter goes with him because actually you didn't go with somebody like that because if you went with them you were impure and you couldn't come before God but he is kind of starting to think okay this message is important so I'll go and the amazing thing is once he's there and he starts sharing I mean you heard he says this is a little unusual actually it's a lot unusual for me as a Jew to be here I'm a little uncomfortable but I I'm here what do you want to know and as he starts telling them the story of Jesus the Spirit comes upon them they haven't been baptized they haven't said I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior yet they are hearing the story and they receive the Spirit like the Apostles did and because of this Peter says well 
if they've received the Spirit, then who am I to say that they cannot become part of the faith? Unfortunately, this is something that Peter loses a little, because in Acts, Paul is the one that goes out to the Gentiles most, and Peter kind of reverts back to his, we need to have, we need to be more Jewish, and we, if Gentiles want to become part of the church, they need to become more Jewish, and then they can become Christians. So unfortunately, Peter, but he tends to do that. He tends to have epiphanies and do great things, and then he forgets it, and then Jesus needs to, God needs to remind him. But it's a very important thing. When we talk about love others, we need to remember, because how do we, how do we make this practical in terms of our lives today? Another interesting thing before I get to that is, except for the, fa for the fact that the first convert that we hear about, that we hear the story about, is Cornelius, is not Cornelius, is the eunuch who's going back to Ethiopia. The second person being Cornelius, the Roman officer. What's very interesting, it starts in the gospel. Because on the cross, as Jesus is hanging there, he's being crucified because the people he came for, the Jews, did not recognize him. So they said, this guy's trouble. He's the wrong kind of trouble because he's not doing what we want him to do. Have him crucified, please. As he's hanging there and as he dies, the first person to recognize who he is, to say, truly, this was a man of God, this was a righteous man, this was the Messiah, is a Roman soldier. How amazing is it that somebody who has no idea of the history of the story of God with the Jews is the first person to say this Jesus was somebody special and then to have the, the Ethiopian eunuch be the second and Cornelius be the third why is this important because when we say love others how do we translate it to today because we don't have Romans and Jews anymore and we don't we're not Jews, so we don't think about things like purity. Those laws aren't important to us anymore. And yet, we do still have, we have those things. We do look at people with suspicion. And by those people, we don't have Romans anymore, but we have Muslims. And we have Hindus. And we have Buddhists. And we have Taoists. And atheists we have atheists all of those people think about when you are in a shop it happens quite a lot when you're in a shop on a Sunday maybe you are of the holy types who don't go to shops on Sundays that's also a little bit of a rule right that we do you don't go to shops on Sundays that sounds a little Jewish to say anyway if you don't go to shops on Sundays, great. But if you do, you will see a lot of Muslims in the shops. And lots of ladies in burqas. And it's so interesting to me to watch other Christian white people's reaction to ladies in burqas. You immediately are suspicious 
you think this is very strange i i can't understand this um i don't want to understand this i want to avoid this and we do the same with lots with every other religion because we are afraid that they might taint us do you hear that we still have those same we have those same concepts we want to protect ourselves we want to remain holy yes pure from the world we are and i mean we have that beautiful text from paul that says we are of the we are in the world but not of the world so when we talk about love others and about how the spirit works and we talk about luke acts what is god trying to tell us that even in today's context like in that context we cannot be the ones who decide who the spirit of god works in because he works in everyone he works in people who we look at and think you are so strange i have no idea how to connect with you he works in them and he's busy with all of them like he is busy with us and when we say we love others it's not just about the challenge of yes we talk a lot about poor people and people of a different race those things are also important but it goes further than that we have to love those who are completely strange to us who we have to like peter we have to cross every border everything that makes us feel safe and that makes us feel like we're close to god when we start feeling threatened we're moving in the right direction and we have to meet them and we have to speak with them and we have to love them because they belong to god too so when we think about forgiveness and acceptance and love it's wonderful and it's good to think about how do i forgive my family my friends the people in my life around me how do i how do i accept them how do i love them how do i pray for them but we have to remember that it goes bigger than that it's about every person on earth and you have those people in your life as well they might be on the fringe so you you might be working with a few people of other faiths and you do greet each other high but that's where it ends what is luke looks what does luke tell us that nothing is unholy so we do not need to be afraid of those people in fact we need to go to them and we need to engage with them and we need to love them and we need to trust that the spirit of god is working in them as well does that mean that we need to because what happens every time loving them does not mean going to them and hitting them over the head with the gospel because what happens in every story the eunuch is already in Luke in act 8 the eunuch is already reading from the text and philip just asks him he's brave enough to say hi i'm philip it's a little awkward i'm here by the road god told me wait what are you doing and he says well i'm reading this text and i can't understand it can you help me with it So and the same with Cornelius it's not like Peter well he wouldn't have done that in any way but it's not like Peter just showed up at his house 
and decided to preach the gospel. No. Cornelius sent for him. So how, do, how does that translate into our lives now? We need to be available and we need to love people who are different from us. Trusting that when they are ready, we are there for, for them to ask us. I wonder about this thing. How can you help me? What do you think about this? And in that relationship, God works. And you might be lucky enough to be the one that brings them to faith. Or you might be just one of the people on their road to faith. We don't need to be afraid of people who are different. We need to embrace them. And it's, it's a very difficult thing to do because it takes, uh, it takes us out of our comfort zones. But that's what God does. He takes us out of our comfort zones. Let's pray. Lord God, we tend to, when we read the texts, when we think about your word, we tend to read those parts that sound great and nice and that make us feel good and we tend to skip over the parts that challenge us especially those that challenge us in such a big way forgive us our desire to be comfortable and safe and help us to to really understand to grasp the broadness of your vision. Help us to move past our comfort zones and to engage, to be involved in the lives of those people in our lives who are completely alien to us, whose faith is alien to us, not to hit them over the head with your good news, but to be in their lives living your good news, trusting you that you are on a journey with them, that your spirit is working in them. Give us the courage, Lord God. Help us to be safe in you, to be forever sure of our identity in you, and to help that, to, ha to have that help us make Take risky, make risky decisions, take risks, live lives on the edge, because that is where you are. Thank you that you are at work in everything, in everyone around us. Thank you that your grace is sufficient, not just for us, but for everyone. Help us to stop deciding who is worthy of your grace and to live lives filled with grace towards everyone we meet. We pray this in your name, Jesus Christ, our Savior, the one, the humiliated one who has now opened up the kingdom of God to us all. Amen.
Thanks guys, that's it. There's more coffee still. Thank you Nick for coffee. There's also rooibos tea if anybody want, doesn't want coffee. You're welcome to have a little chat still.